Welcome to the Brewing Brands Podcast, where we give entrepreneurs actionable tips and no-fluff advice on how to build your brand and grow your community. I'm your host, Patty Rojas-Chua. If you don't know who I am, I'm a brand strategist and designer. I help female entrepreneurs build a brand that truly communicates their personality, message, and the quality of their business. For today's episode, I invited Eman Publico. He's a logo designer and he helps local startups attract and land ideal clients through tailor-fit, credible-looking brand design. Eman, welcome to the Brewing Brands Podcast and yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. Hello. Hi, Patty. Thank you for inviting me. It's an honor to be here. Yay! <laughs> yeah, so Eman um just for some context for everyone, Eman and, Eman and I first connected on Instagram in um around mm. late late 2020. Late 2020. Yeah, right? yeah, 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think start, mm-hmm. I think around Jan- January, if I'm not mistaken, 2020. Mm-hmm. Early. Oh, early 2020. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so because right now I'm, I think most, listeners think I'm active on LinkedIn but then I'm actually most I used to be on Instagram and that's where I started so yeah I was excited I was engaging with a lot of other brand and logo designers and then I saw Eman's post and then I commented something like oh great work and then I noticed he's like a Filipino so at that time I wasn't really connected with a lot of local designers and I think I mentioned I'm from the Philippines too so from yeah. there, I think that's how we started chatting. And then we had a collaboration, which didn't really push through. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, even after that, we still continued talking. And Eman was actually the one who invited me to join this membership group in the Philippines. And that's also how I met some of the past guests in the podcast. So and then we finally met in person after two <laughs> yes, years yes. almost three after years, two years. Few weeks. yeah, <laughs> yeah years so <laughs> yeah so i was really grateful because in that event in the weekend event because i'm a big introvert so i'm not good with <laughs> crowds or introducing myself <laughs> to people and yeah i think even the guests notice that i'm slowly being drained like my energy whenever i'm speaking with someone and yes. yeah so when there's too yeah when there's too many people i kind of like i'm not sure now who to speak to or when to mm-hmm. speak so mm-hmm. when a conversation just ended that's when i thought of a follow-up on, or my answer in that conversation so it's kind of like that so mm-hmm. yeah Eman was the one who usually takes the lead in like introducing me to the right people and the thing about these events there's so many freelancers, entrepreneurs, and agency owners. So there's a lot of opportunities. And so, yeah, that's why I really wanted to invite Eman to this podcast for at least one episode so that we can talk about really how he networks online and offline because he's really good at that. So easy to build a relationship with him. So, Eman, one thing I noticed is that because I mentioned we're both in this community, and one mm-hmm. thing I really noticed in our face in the Facebook group we're in is that you're always being mentioned by so many of the members whenever mm-hmm. someone asks for like collaboration or looking for a logo designer. So you manage to stay top of mind. So how did how did that start happening? Sigur, uh, maybe we can start when we like what you told the, our viewers, right, or our listeners, that we met or we connected in Instagram during that. 
period or time, I'm also like, okay, I'm gonna be serious with this like logo design business or freelancing. And then I start connecting with a lot of designers. So it's the same. For me, my always approach is like, um, whenever there's something that interests me, for example, uh, in Instagram, the designs, the logos. So most of the time, I really uh, make time or make an effort to connect with them. I just chat them right away. Hey, or I just uh, comment on their post. Hey, um, your logo really looks nice. Uh, I kind of relate to what you're doing. And even um, even other designers, they can they can relate and they can tell that you're really interested. So for me, it's all about like the genuine interest if you're connecting online. And as for like offline or for meeting other persons, um, I think it also involves your personality. Uh, you being an introvert, <laughs> I kind of <laughs> figure out that it's really hard for you and it's difficult and it's draining. But for me, which is the opposite, uh, more of an extrovert person, uh, I think it's the opposite since we actually get energy or we enjoy collaborating or talking or brainstorming with other people. So that's how I actually do it <laughs> in my own uh, perspective or in my own world. That's how I do it. So whenever I connect to someone or online or offline, I do make sure that I have genuine interest in what they do. For example, before the design and right now for the community that we are involved um, about the business of branding or the business of logo design or even their current struggles, their current, um, you know, their current path in their freelancing or business or in their agency. So that's how I actually do it in my own <laughs> in my own style <laughs> of course in mm-hmm. your own voice mm-hmm. yeah i think because that's what i also do eh. ideally i try like for that networking event what i tried to do was i go through the facebook profiles or instagram profiles of the people i want to connect with but the problem with that event was that <laughs> i didn't really get to see all the people mm-hmm. i connected with what ended up happening was i met people that i didn't really know or was able to mm-hmm. research beforehand because that's my style i need to prepare in mm-hmm. advance because you know as an introvert it's hard for me to really maintain the same energy in the beginning and keep asking questions after a while i slowly start to zone out or get distracted because really (laughs) from speaking it's like my energy is getting drained but yeah i also start with finding the in a a common interest or something that i really Mm -hmm. want to know more about but can you like can you share a bit more about the process for when you connect with others because it's one thing to start a conversation but how else do you maintain or keep the conversation going i think sometimes actually keeping the conversation going is hard especially Mm -hmm. if it's online if it's online okay if it's online for me because i'm i'm the kind of person that like i've said genuine interest and i'm interested in a lot of things for example, uh, movies, you know, um, food. <laughs> Who's not interested in food, right? Sports. So anything that you can think of that you're interested or they they might be interested with the same, you know, with the same level. Actually, if it's online, you can see their posts. You can see their mm-hmm. feeds or their content. You kind of somehow can relate to those people. 
So if yeah. you want to continue the conversation, for me, just do it. I mean, there's nothing wrong about it. I'm sure they're like really busy if if they're not gonna reply. But if they if they find you like most of the time online, people will approach you and it feels like selling, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> you figured out that right or something like, hey, do you have like extra work there? Maybe you can hire me or anything. But for me, I'm I've never done that. I've never do that approach. For me, it's always like, hey, um, for example. Uh, different freelancers or different markets or what they do. For example, bookkeepers. And I saw their like uh, Facebook profile. Hey, that, that's a really nice color combination. And then from there, I'll just try to figure out what they want, what they enjoy, what they what they don't like, right? So most of the time, it works because um, like I've said, it's also an energy. People can also feel the energy or the vibes that you're you're uh you're giving so if you're giving like a, a vibe or a negative energy we are all humans we can we can somehow feel that right for example dogs <laughs> you have dogs right <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay for example dogs right um when you approach a dog they can sense if you're like uh, afraid of them or if mm-hmm. you're like ah he's good he's not afraid of me he's harmless mm-hmm. Something like that. So it, it also goes with, I think, with humans, with us. Like, we have feelings and we have that energy. So you can just keep that energy. And if it be, if they don't, like, talk to you or reply, it's okay. You have no bad intentions at all. So for me, that's how I do it online. And same goes much more better with offline or meeting them in person. They can actually see you. They can feel you. You can They can see your eyes. They can hear your voice clearly. You know, you can. Ah, I think this guy is like, uh, he's a cool guy. I don't want to be the. I don't. I don't want to talk to this guy because I, I kind of feel like he's off. Something like that. So that's how I do it. Because <laughs> you mentioned, uh, when we reach out online, it's always like usually people have this idea that oh, they want to sell. Like, please hire me. Something like that. And even yeah. when we try, when we try to sound like we're not selling, because there's already the intention there to sell. Yes. Even when we're sending a message, it kind of feels the way we speak is different, even though we try not to sell. Actually, I think the more <laughs> we try not to sell, the more we sound like we're trying to sell something. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's better. It's better like if we're like really upfront. Hey. Hey, are you interested in buying this? Instead of like, you know, you you're trying to hide it, and then mm-hmm. the, the the other person on the other end is like, huh, I kind of feel I kind of feel where this is going to end. <laughs> so I think it's yeah. better if you just be upfront. Hey, uh, are you interested in buying this or something? So yeah. Yeah, I think because I made that mistake when I was still new to like cold outreach. Or networking. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people make that same mistake. Because they don't know how to start a conversation. So they go like, hey, how's business going? <laughs> Which is one of the already worst conversation starters. Because many, many people already notice that, oh, when someone starts with how's business going, it usually ends with a sale. And it's really something, <laughs> I guess the reason why... I was able to get better at it is because I think of it mm-hmm. more as a long term and I don't see everyone I'm trying to connect with as my client. Like for some, I don't even want them to be my client, but more of exactly. like a relationship. Yeah. So yeah. how about you? Oh. Like, like 
what is the mindset you have before you engage with someone and while you're engaging with someone? For me, it's more of like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's like if if someone, for example, we met online and then we met in person. For me, that was like, I'm really excited and I'm, I was really happy to meet someone. You know, you, you talk a lot with them online, mm-hmm. you talk about design, you talk about anything. So there's like uh, already a, a connection or there's like a friendship in there but for the first for the first uh first contact or the first impression i think that's the most crucial part because mm-hmm. um whenever you met someone like the first impressions last right that's the that's the saying but at the yeah. first at the first encounter or the first meet up you're like already off putting or you're like ah, i can't talk mm. to this guy and then it's like it's like you're starting there and then you can't get ahead of it. But if you really, in the first time, you just break the ice. And then if you just have to, to make it like it's on the right context. It's on the right context. For example, um, the, the last event that we, that we attended, right? So basically, if mm-hmm. they're like uh, speakers or they're like guests, so in the proper context, you can always approach them, which is, for me, it's really genuine that I really enjoyed and I really learned a lot from what they shared and what they're teaching. So I can just approach them. Hey, um, hey, ex-person, uh, I really enjoyed what you've done, what you're doing, and I'm a fan of you now. Something like that. Because that's the right context. Uh, but if I met them already online or I'm talking to them online or privately, a message, I can talk more, uh, more in depth. Hey, how's the, how's this ex going? So, for example, in you, buddy. Hey, how's your dog? <laughs> something like that, <laughs> right? So I, because I know something from you, you know, based on our conversation. So something like that in the, in the context. But make, be mindful of that first encounter, that when you met someone. So, for example, there's this like uh, person that I really idolized, right? First time I saw him, I was like really excited. Hey, come on, let's take a picture. <laughs> and from there, you know, they can also feel your energy. That's how I do it. Even if they're not the member of your group, at least the right context and the, the proper icebreaker. Of course, um, I can mm-hmm. see and I can feel that it's not really easy for anyone, for, for some, especially for someone like you. So maybe I can give you tips like how can you approach them in the right way. Mm-hmm. But I think the most important part is just approach them. Nothing, mm, <laughs> nothing <yeah>. will happen. <laughs> YOLO, YOLO lang. <laughs> you you mentioned context, right? So there's I think that's a very that's a very important thing to keep in mind. Because for example, the way you approach a peer is also different from the the way you approach maybe a follower who's not in the same industry, a potential client, and a mentor. And also, you have to take into consideration, are you in the same social circle or maybe a same community? Because for one, like for example, the past few days, I've been connecting with a lot of mentors. Actually, not a lot. It's just two. But for me, that's a lot as an introvert. But um, <laughs> the way I started our con- conversation was through questions. It's kind of like picking their brains, but I didn't ask if I if they can mm-hmm. if I can pick their brains. Because one advice that a lot of 
social media social media gurus or those content mm-hmm. creators they say that if you want to approach someone don't start with hey can i pick your brain which is i agree like if you don't have any prior connections because for that person who knows maybe what you're asking is too much for them to commit to and they don't so they don't want to continue the conversation because it's too much Mm -hmm. for them but because the context is different from like people who i've never spoken with these these mentors they're already we we're part of the same common community and at least Mm. we've had a few interactions whether it's directly like we met we passed by each other in an event or indirectly like one of them has been commenting on my posts we need to take that into Mm -hmm. consideration too because the way we approach them is different like for example the two mentors i i reached out to they're the type who are super happy to help those who are in the same community they're in but if it's Mm -hmm. a stranger it might be too much of a commitment if you're suddenly bombarding them with questions and advice especially if that's a service they charge for and another thing you mentioned like good impression so one thing i learned because i was watching this video of Shaden, Coach mm-hmm. Shaden San, about okay. his, uh-huh. he does a lot of outreach. And what he does is, his framework is the RCBCC. And the mm-hmm. first part is the R is connect, reason to mm-hmm. connect maybe. I can't remember what exactly. But basically, he says at that point, so first impression, for him to create a first good impression, especially for those who are more important than him, really big mm-hmm. famous people. So if yeah. you want to create a good impression, kind of like keep complimenting them, like be exactly be when he, yeah, that's what you mentioned. Yeah. He, him, he was like fanboying over their works, like complimenting them. And he, the thing about his compliments is he's really genuine because it's either he really read the book or he really followed their posts. He really looked for something like you mentioned. He was genuinely interested in, and that's exactly. how people, these important people responded to him accepted his fr- friend request and even continued a conversation mm-hmm. exactly exactly even even if you really if you really think about it even if it's not someone you really idolize even uh, just outside mm-hmm. your circle and you take time or you you make effort to know them at least view their profile what they do what more if you're like if you purchase some of their uh products or services right for example um i think we all know the logo package from adobe illustrator right if i met that person genuinely i will say to him hey thanks to your app man it saves a lot of time so that's like the genuine interest what more for those people even right the, the big person that you're looking up to they will definitely feel it that you're sincere and your intentions are not to sell or to get anything from them because you just want to thank them. You just want to connect with them. That, hey, man, you're doing great. Keep doing it. I love what you're doing, right? So cheerleading, definitely cheerleading. So that, mm-hmm. that really, that's, that's accurate. I, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, so right now I'm trying to have like this mindset of a fangirl and I've been implementing this more lately because I do, I used to do it more often before, but when really the number of people you connect with increases, it gets harder to actually maintain it because you're also at the same time getting slower because everything's so personalized. But I really try to do it more with the people that 
I actually show like a genuine interest with, who I really connect with. And I have another question. So we talked a lot sure, about sure. making that um first first impression, first engagement. How do you usually maintain the relationship, especially after, like for example, maybe you met them in an event? Because what usually happens, right, is like you have an initial conversation, maybe the following day you have another one, and then after that, like it just stops. Mm, yeah, actually, that's a good question. And for someone who's not really active, that's gonna be the hard part. Why? Because if you think about it, most of this person or people, even us, we are like meeting a lot of different people every day. Different people, even your relatives that you don't know from <laughs> from distant relatives. You know, you're gonna meet them. Ah, you're you're our family from that side or whatever. So same with them. So it's gonna be hard if you're not really active. I think the answer would be you really have to make effort and time to go in their groups, right? To meet them in person. And if you met them, you have just have to greet them, something like that. And if like there's birthday or events, um, make an effort to greet them or say hi, even online and offline. Just whenever you see from them, just a greetings will do. Because you don't want to, you know, the first impression and then another meeting, you're just like a complete strangers. For me, that's a no-no. <laughs> you, you should always make effort. Just a simple greeting. Hi, hey, hey, how are you? Something like that if you met them. In that way, they can still remember your face, <laughs> your voice maybe, or something that that uh, they can always remember. For me, um, well, a good example for me, I have this like t-shirt that I printed. <laughs> so whenever I do like calls, right? For my personal branding or my logo for my personal branding, I have this t-shirt that um, as much as I can, if if the event is like it's appropriate, I wear it. So it's a good example. The last event, um, I had this like uh, uh, Zoom, Zoom friends, you know, whatever you call it. And then I, I didn't uh, remember her her face because she has a face mask and her color was different. Her color was different. And she approached me. Hey, uh, Emma, wait, hey, that's you. So I, I was like, it's also a good way for something like people can remember you in person. How do you look like? For me, I think <laughs> the the one you're always hearing is like when we met in person and our other friends. But it's like a really a, a really tall girl. <laughs> so I was like, oh man. <laughs> so something like that. Some something that they can also remember whenever they see you. Because like I've said, the reality is most of these people even online or uh, in person, is they met a lot of uh, different people as well. They do a lot of connecting. So it's also a good mm-hmm. way that they can remember something from you that's, you know, that can stand out or something that memorable or identifiable that it's Patty, it's Eman, or it's my friend. Yeah, for, yeah, like, it's really important that you mentioned in the first part, what you said, make an effort. So, for example, because for me, I keep track of everyone I connect with. And wow. at first, it was really hard. It was really hard to, I got so overwhelmed with, with like, when should I follow up on this person to talk about this topic? Because there's so many, like, I have over a thousand in my Google Sheet. 
And so, yeah. And they are, like, some after a while, they don't reply because it's LinkedIn. And, like, to be honest, not a lot go check their DMs on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I have reminders, like, if it's this date, and that date is already today. That box, that cell on my Google Sheet turns green. But then, mm, okay, let's say, okay. let's say they're not someone I connected with on LinkedIn. And mm-hmm. like I met, like I mentioned earlier, we're part of the same community. And there's a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And of course, in that Facebook group, we have so many different smaller GCs. So what I like to do. Cause I I had I have a hard time remembering people's faces, but surprisingly, people oh. knew my face in the event. Uh-huh. But because I think uh-huh. the reason why they knew my face is because I'm active in the group chats. I'm actively posting um informative content, and the yes. content I is mostly really to help. Like there were there was a time when I mm-hmm. posted three weeks in a row. <laughs> so I think yeah, at that mm-hmm. time I had so. <laughs> people sending me friend requests and yeah because i kept posting and and replying to messages people knew my face even though i didn't know theirs <laughs> like i only remember remembered the faces of the few people who actually continued a conversation with me and it's even harder when you met the person because we have like face masks here in the philippines right? yeah. so Wait, wait, who are you again? Who are you again? <laughs> Something like that. Ah, uh, it's you. So, uh, you know, it yeah, uh, like, sounds interesting. For you, it's hard for you to remember faces, right? Yeah. So for me, it's actually the opposite. For me, it's easy to remember faces. But it's hard for me to remember names. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Uh, I often get this, like, um, we describe someone. So, for example, a friend of mine and then a friend of hers. I'm telling a different name and she was, like, laughing me who's that who's that and the one that was doing this ah that, that person so like, oh, sorry i'm really bad at names and it happens um it happens a lot for example this is like i i went into a bank and then there there was like the, the the manager that my wife talked to maybe uh a few months ago then my wife called me look for her <laughs> so the funny thing was like I was talking to this person. I kind of feel that she was the, that person. And I was telling a different name. Imagine, I was really shy. And I was really, you know, I, I was telling, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, I'm really bad at names. So I don't know who you are. I was talking to that person, but I was saying a different name. So uh, I was really, you know, embarrassed at that situation. So for me, it's really weird. For me, names are really hard mm-hmm. to remember. But for the faces, I can I can remember faces. So the opposite with you. <laughs> but the the faces it happens only online. I think it's because for it's like the only thing I see are small circles of their faces because it's their profile picture. But then when we meet in person, I sometimes remember the names, but I can't match the name to the face. So like you mentioned, I also get really shy when I. Like, I can't say hi, na- their name, because I don't know what their name is. And yeah. sometimes when someone asks, who sits beside you? And then I just go, I don't, I don't know. I don't know her name. I think it's this person. And, so, the, and I get really embarrassed because people yeah. usually know people. And so what what have, do you know, like, what do you usually do when you forget a name? Is there like a way to maybe make it less embarrassing? <laughs> 
the first thing is apologize and that's what I always <laughs> tell them like I'm really transparent when it comes to that I hey I'm really bad at, at remembering names I don't know how my brain works but that's just how it is uh, for like for example faces and symbolisms I can like remember the logos for example that's what that's what I do right if I see a yeah. logo uh, I kind of I kind of I kind of understand and remember that that logo has a similar logo on other on other what I've seen online something like that but to answer the question uh, for me the first thing to do is apologize is <laughs> say sorry and just be transparent you don't mean to you know for uh, you know to to embarrass them or to embarrass yourself to do that intentionally it just happens that that's how <laughs> our brain works and this is how the situation goes so that's this one that's one thing and maybe maybe do a little bit more more effort the next time make sure that you don't make that mistake again when you mm-hmm. met them again right okay the name is this i should remember this name because i've already failed like first time i don't want to fail again something like that yeah i think i know what you said like more effort because i think when we meet people like we get so overwhelmed or like we meet one person after the other we don't stop to try to internalize the name because i know i read this book i think it's about um how to win is it how to win friends how to win friends mm-hmm. yeah how to win friends and influence people i read it because i'm a big introvert so i wanted to win more friends but yeah i think uh like remembering the name is very important and i think it's more of like a muscle to exercise so as soon as someone hears as soon as someone says their name mm-hmm. kind of like take that moment to actually mm-hmm. remember it so you can do like shake their hands and then you say it back because I think that helps when you actually say back their name like hi Eman nice to meet you because that kind of signals also that uh, to yourself to your brain that this person is um, also important yeah. and it also signals to them that oh this person makes me feel important and heard and also excited to meet me so i think yeah i can't remember exactly how it goes but i think it's important to take the time to actually remember mm-hmm. i've also i've also seen that and actually i've been i've been applying and practicing that also because i'm forgetting names a lot um but <laughs> it's not really working like 100 percent for me but yes yes uh, i agree with you that we should always make effort and practice because uh, one thing that I've also read, I think online, that um, make them feel that they're import- important, you know, to remember their names. And when meeting them, that, that impression also, uh, that you're trying to, to know them genuinely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the situation itself. So maybe somehow it can help you remember who they are. And you mentioned earlier that there are tips that you want to share for especially even for introverts so like is there maybe any tips you have in mind right now that you can share so that we can all start networking effectively whether that's online or offline one thing that i can share you maybe is uh, the intention you know most of the time like i've said most of the time we can feel the intention of the other hand um for example when someone sent you a message or a DM in Facebook or Instagram, 
you can kind of sense that they're trying to sell you something. But oftentimes, so take for example like this. Um, I have a friend that I met Instagram, same as you. I've connected to different mm-hmm. friends, to different. So it's a uh, it's from different country, and then whenever I talk to her, she's a uh, I think web designer, and then whenever I talk to her, we don't talk anything about hey, do you have anything that you can pass me or business? We just talk about design, and then eventually, one time, she was asking a lot of questions. Hey, how do you practice your logo? How do you do this? How do you do that? Mm-hmm. How long does it take? And then the reason why she was asking because she was going to give me a referral. So my intentions, my intentions was I just I'm just really uh, enjoy talking to you about design because um, you know mm-hmm. when the, we're in the same community, we're in the same group. I kind of relate. I can I like what you're doing. I also want to learn from what you're doing. You know, and if I see a design approach or technique that she's doing, I kind of notice it. Hey, you did this. So we're we're in the same you know wavelength or, or uh, context is the proper context. But I ne- my intention was never to, do you have like some clients there that you can give me? But surprisingly, mm-hmm. and it feels like 100 times better is you're not expecting it, she gave me a referral. So for me, I think the intentions are are what's, more, what's the most important part because it will come from you, the action that will you do, the messages or the the, the feelings that you're going to give or the energy that they're going to give to the other end. So your intentions are, I think that that would be the most important. And uh, that's I think that's the foundation, number one. Um, my, number two, maybe the, the context, the context itself. Because if like I message you out of nowhere <laughs> without, <laughs> without the proper context, it's like, it's like just a message. <laughs> so <laughs> it doesn't relate to anything. So maybe, maybe somehow, for example, if it's online, take time to cheerlead them, right? Look at their posts and try to understand them, try to learn what they're doing. And if it does really interest you, you know, your genuine interest, then connect with them. And then the, the proper context that, hey, I've seen what you, you've posted online. I kind of agree with you in this situation. I really enjoy the contents you're, you're putting. So I've learned a lot from your uh, from your stories, from your experiences. For example, in our design community, hey Patty, that you remember this? Hey Patty, remember that the logo <laughs> that you did, or like the the I think it's is that an uh, ox or what kind of what animal was that? Yeah, or, yeah. So I like it's like big yeah. chunk, <laughs> like, <laughs> big chunky animal. So for me, it's like like you know the message was like not not really something like really formal, but even informal messages, but. The context was there, and for me, I was really enjoying it, like like looking at the design. So for me, I think the number two would be, yeah, the, the context. So the intentions, the context, and three is, um, I think it also goes back to your intentions. Because if, if you don't have anything or bad intentions, why would you be afraid? So maybe you can ask yourself, why would you be afraid? Do you think that this guy is like, let's say Jeff Be- Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk, right? Um, most most of the community or the people like I, she is this this guy is really the 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 biggest the biggest person that I've met or the richest person in the world or Bill Gates. Of course, we are like fanboying, but um, also keep in mind that we're 
we're all humans, <laughs> right? <laughs> we're all the same in a way. We just have so much money and power. <laughs> so it's not really, don't be intimidated by what they achieve, what they do, but don't be arrogant as well. So just connect mm-hmm. with them. And then, yeah, I think the, if you're not, if you don't have any bad intentions, there's no reason for you to be afraid. Yeah. How can we summarize that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll summarize it later. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Af- yeah, because after after you were mentioning, you know, intentions, context, it reminded me of some of my experiences. Um for mm-hmm. when I was the one receiving the first hellos because on mm-hmm. Instagram, so I have a community, kind of like a community of designers following me. And when I started, so it was I also had a hard time sometimes connecting with really designers who looked like they were way up there. And what I noticed is, one, I I tend to respond more when there's more, when I can really sense the intention. Like, for example, mm-hmm. I don't, it's hard for me to respond to just one hi like hi nothing else because i don't know for one i don't know their intention i don't know why they're messaging me or yeah, yeah so i tend to kind of my brain goes um my brain starts working harder to figure it out what are they trying to say and so really um when you want to connect with someone at least add some context don't just say hi because it's easier to respond to that and again going back to intention so i respond more to those who actually show that they're following my work so there was mm-hmm. this one guy who connected with me and i really got turned off because he was talking about my post and then he exa- he he said the exact opposite about the message I was trying to communicate and that's because I found out mm-hmm. he didn't read the post. He just tried to use it as a conversation starter. So at that mm-hmm. point I can see, oh, this guy, he's not really interested in what I'm trying in what I do in my content. <laughs> and so when you're yeah. sending that initial message, the intention, like if you ideally try to show what you're trying to do what you're trying to what you're expecting from the engagement too if you can even it's mm-hmm. it can be as simple as like i love your work i'm really inspired by this it as simple as that and that's what i did do with mentors in the design industry i wanted to connect mm-hmm. with i really like this and that because the intention was really just to connect to follow those really yeah. industry leaders mm-hmm. and another thing that i like also was because sometimes we think, oh, it's so embarrassing to ask questions. Maybe they'll get annoyed. But what I notice is the more successful the person, the more they're open to questions, especially if mm-hmm. it's about their area of expertise. Like for me, I'm very responsive for those to those designers who keep asking me questions. And when I do the same to people I want to connect with, I usually ask them questions about their area of expertise. It can be their content. Because for one, it's what mm-hmm. usually they're passionate about it. So they like talking mm-hmm. about it. They like talking yeah. about the topic, their work, how they help others. So I, yeah, that's what I just wanted to add. So if you yeah. can already communicate your intention, go communicate it at the start. And a way, mm-hmm. another way in my experience to maintain the conversation is just asking questions. 
Yes, yes, exactly. So speaking of like the the persons or the people who's like uh, pioneers or uh, leaders on those industry, right? So there was one time, I think few times that I've also uh, connected with a, a logo designer that I look up onto, right? That I look mm-hmm. up. Um, and he was really responsive. So I was really happy that he is like messaging me and he's replying. Sabi, I was I was shocked that, <laughs> oh, he's replying. <laughs> is this really you? <laughs> Something like that. Is this really you? But um, later on, right, so about logo design, he's sharing his process. You know, the I, I agree that the more they're like successful or the, the more they are on that on that area is the more they are willing to help because they can sense, they also understand, they also connect that you're like the same person when they were starting, something like that, and they want mm-hmm. to help that person, like they're in the same situation before. So yeah, I do I do agree with that. And mm-hmm. that's a good example. Yeah, and one more thing that I want to add that I forgot is lately I've been having this mindset that oh, when I connect with someone, I'll be the first to give. Like, it's a habit and a mindset I mm. think took me around two years. If I started connecting with people 2020, it was only recently when I was finally able to do this more. So when mm-hmm. I say um, be the first to give, it could be in the form of mentioning them in communities that if someone's mm-hmm. looking for this specific service, oh, I already know who to tag in that post. Or maybe, oh, I this, this, this person I connected with wants to connect with this person who does this service. So I already know mm-hmm. someone to connect them with. And this happened recently. So someone in my Facebook network asked me for VA services and someone I know offers mm-hmm. VA. So what happened is this person who offers VA, she ended up, you know, being hired mm-hmm. by this person who I connected with. And so the person, the service provider mentioned me in her stories, like, thank you, Patty, for introducing. Mm-hmm. And when you do this, when you're the first, when you're when you show initiative to help first, it's kind of like one, they're very grateful. Like you created this space where it's not really you're trying to get something from them. Because like you mentioned earlier, when people yeah. connect, it's because they want, like, hire me or collaborate <laughs> with me, things like that. But when you, when you give first, it kind of gets rid of that um, mm-hmm. negative assumption. And I think, like, I was able to do this more after I read the mm-hmm. book Go-Giver. Because, mm. so I'm reading some, I have some of the laws here right now. And, the first law mentioned in the book Go-Giver is the law of value. And it's basically, it basically goes like this. So your true worth is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment. And then the mm-hmm. law, last law, which can connect to this first law of value, is called the law of receptivity. So the key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving so even if you're you're giving first, in the end, still mm-hmm. be open to receiving something from the person mm-hmm. you're giving to. Because I think what happened to me is I kept giving and I'm I'm like not expecting 
anything from the person mm-hmm. anymore. And so when they're finally yeah. giving back to me, I'm like, you know, um, pabebe, what's right. that in English? Yeah. They're like, oh, no, you don't have to. And so you lose the yeah. opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Very, uh, that's a great example, and I do agree. Uh, I think that's also one of the things that we practice in our community, right? The value of giving. Yes. And it's also yeah. it's also a good mindset, and you remind me and, of course, our viewers or listeners that whenever you come from a place of help or giving value, you know, without without really asking for anything in return, it's it's 100 times 10 times more you know and you get something it feels really fulfilling in a way so if i can if i can describe it in my in my own terms like like the example i give right the the one i connected with the with the uh, the other designer i'm not i'm not expecting anything we're just trying to brainstorm and helping each other out and then she gave me referrals and anything the feeling was like wow <laughs> wow it's something like different instead mm-hmm. of like hey uh do you have like something to collaborative work hire me something like that so without you knowing without you expecting anything so that's that's i agree with you 100 percent. that's a good practice so we have to practice doing that and implementing implementing that in our mm-hmm. business in our you know day-to-day life uh, giving value to someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So this was a really great conversation and like to sum up the tip because we said so many things. Basically, <laughs> from your yeah. end, from your end, what's really mm-hmm. important is know your intention. Like, are you coming from a place of help? Are you coming from a place where you really want to genuinely know more about the person? Or are you just looking to sell or let make them be <laughs> your client? Like, please hire me. And then the second one is, know, be aware of the context. So have you met them before? Have you interacted in any way before, whether directly or indirectly? Or are you suddenly asking them for something and that's your first first interaction mm-hmm. and for yeah. me to add yeah as, aside from knowing your intention if you can communicate your intention when you send that first message mm, great don't just say exactly. hi great. and that's it yeah like it's especially for people i read about this especially for those who um have some sort of anxiety seeing like maybe just a high it can be anxious for them because they don't know what to expect next or what will happen <laughs> next so exactly <laughs> why is this yeah. person sending hi and hello only so, yeah what on. do they want from me <laughs> yeah did I, did I do something wrong come on <laughs> Yeah, so communicate your intention and ask genuine questions if you can in their in their area of expertise, but be sure to actually be interested in that and that you're not really just trying to lead them to a certain answer or maybe to you pitching. And then give first, but be open to receiving. And a few things nice. to highlight from this conversation. Very, very jam-packed can be like a networking one-on-one so <laughs> so i'm an introvert emma's an extrovert so it's important to know what fits your personality experiment first because of course what works for an extrovert might not always work for an introvert and vice versa mm-hmm. and i think 
the most mm. common thing that we mention throughout the conversation is always um, make a good impression by channeling your inner fan, whether that's by complimenting mm. them and asking questions and find something that interests you so that you can start a conversation through that. Could be a common interest, could be something that they've posted about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's it for today's episode. And I hope nice. I, these are actually very actionable. We may, we mentioned mm-hmm. a lot of actionable yeah. tips. Yeah, to end this, Eman, how can or maybe other logo designers or freelancers connect with you? Um, you can check my, uh, I have my own website, uh, brandpublico.com. So you can see my logo samples there. And you can also check my, actually, I have a link there on my Dribbble, on my Instagram, and also on my email. So check that out, brandpublico.com. If you want to reach out to me, you can find me on LinkedIn and Instagram with the same handle, Patty Rojas Chua. That's P-A-T-T-Y-R-O-X-A-S-C-H-U-A. On LinkedIn, I post content every Monday, Wednesday, Friday around personal branding. On Instagram, I share more about my brand design works and process. To know more about my services and past projects or to book a call with me, you can visit my website, pattyrohaschua.com. For inquiries, feel free to send me an email at hello at pattyrohaschua.com.